Game Quest is brought to you by Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store, focusing on natural products, organic remedies to a variety of ailments. Visit one of the four locations located in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, and the newest location in Knoxville at 8018 Kingston Pike, right across the street from the Trader Joe's. Smoky Mountain Organics features the best brands and CBD products, bath and body care items, organic teas, and has the largest selection of plant therapy essential oils in Tennessee, plus many, many more items. And if you go to one of their four in-store locations and mention VolQuest, you're going to get 15% off your total purchase price. That is 15% off your total purchase price just by mentioning VolQuest. Your GameQuest South Alabama edition, it begins now. It's another game day for Tennessee football and first-year head coach Josh Heupel. Get in the know with GameQuest, a VolQuest pregame podcast with Ben McKee and Eric Kane. GameQuest starts now. Welcome into GameQuest, Tennessee taking on South Alabama later on tonight under the lights at Neyland Stadium, 7.30 kick. This should be a nooner for all I care. It could be an afternooner, but it is... A 7.30 kick, but that's okay. Tennessee uh, looking to pick up bowl eligibility here tonight with win number six. Ben McKee, I am Eric Kane. Thanks so much for uh, starting your game day with us, Ben. It's, uh, man, this is the second to a lot. We only got one more of these after this, dude, for football season at least. And uh, it, it's, it's come and gone in a hurry. Greetings, Eric Kane, and happy game day. It is baffling how quickly the season has gone by. It's the same feeling every year, every November. I look up and think, man, how is the season already over? But here we are. Tennessee should win tonight against the mighty South Alabama Jaguars. They should beat Vanderbilt next Saturday as as well and head on off to a bowl game. Yep, that is the plan. I don't think anybody's really expecting anything other than that. It's just kind of what happens in between the lines during the game that, uh, you know, is yet to be determined. And that's, again, that's why you play the game. Uh, you know, not going to not gonna sugarcoat this. I think everybody listening kind of understands what it is. You know, South Alabama tonight, not a whole lot of meat on the bone. We've talked about it. We will talk about it, but uh, we're going to hit on a couple of things here in this episode of Game Quest. First, Ben, let's talk a little recruiting. Uh, Tennessee, three consecutive games, home games to end the season. It was a big recruiting weekend last weekend. Only one official visitor. A ton of unofficials here this weekend as well. Of course, Justin Williams, the the, the running back target for Tennessee who decommitted from West Virginia. He will be back this week. That's that's big. That's something to watch on. Um, Outside of Justin Williams, there's a lot of other notables, but none other than Joshua Josephs. Um, Tennessee continues to try to close in on him as well. Yeah, I don't know about you, Kane, but I was surprised by the guys that are going to be here this weekend. I, I wasn't expecting an extensive <laughs> recruiting list. I mean, I, I figured they'd get some young guys in here this weekend, and they are Julian Davis, Jaden Davis, Tennessee commit Jack Latrell, White Lightning himself, uh, Alex Cunningham, Justin Green, Wit Weeks, what a name. Uh, and and fellow Tennessee commit Brian Grant, he'll be here. Uh, Joe Crocker, an in-state lineman, he'll be here. Uh, So, I mean, I figured that there would be guys like that here 
this weekend, but I didn't think Joshua Josephs was going to show up for South Alabama in the cold. I didn't think that Justin Williams was going to make back-to-back appearances this weekend. And then how about Tyree West? You, yep. you had not mentioned him just yet, but mm-hmm. that, that's a massive recruit that is going to be here, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, but Joshua Josephs, I mean, I, I think that's a great sign for Tennessee. As Austin mentioned in the war room, it, it does seem like it's more of a Tennessee-Kentucky battle right now than uh, Michigan being firmly in the mix. Seems like Michigan is is third, and, and he's been up to Kentucky quite a bit this year as well. Uh, he's been up to Tennessee several times dating back to the, the summer, so that's a big one to get on campus this weekend because, as we can see, week in and week out, Tennessee needs help at that linebacker spot, and I think they, they kind of envision him – maybe playing a hybrid role, coming off the edge a little bit, playing inside if, if need be. I mean, either spot, inside, outside, Tennessee needs guys there, and, and Joshua Josephs is, is at the top of that board. Yeah, it's about, you know, if he were to come to Tennessee, it's about where can he see the field first? Uh, you know, it's quick. Where does Tennessee need the most immediate help? Uh, so, yeah, but he's a guy that can do both. I mean, it, it's, you know, to your point about surprise at the list of guys coming in, I mean, it's – it's time, you know, I mean, the early signing period is just weeks away. Like you, you, Some of these guys got some things to figure out. And so, you know, Tennessee's doing all they can to get these guys back on campus and, and job well done. Guys like Joseph's, guys like Williams, uh, you know, guys like uh, Cheeks, who is a North Carolina commit, but Tennessee, Sebastian Cheeks, Tennessee, and uh, uh, Michigan State Probably are trying my to favorite new Tennessee target. Lure him away. Yeah, I talked to him like back in the summer, and I when I when I saw that name being floated around here again recently, I was like, "Oh, that's a name I don't forget." <laughs> Jeffrey Mba is coming back on campus. I talked to him uh, last week, and he said that he uh, he wanted to be here for an official, and it looks like uh, or he's not going to be on campus. Excuse me, he will be back for he will be here for an official the first of December. So I think that's a good sign for Tennessee. He dropped his top ten. Uh, you know, Christian Harris is a name we haven't brought up. He isn't going to be on campus, but he releases top three, Nebraska, Florida, and Tennessee. I mean, we're going back to the 90s here. I saw that joke floating around, but uh, in talking with Christian Harris after he dropped that top three, and he he loves what Heupel's doing here. He likes how Tennessee's on the rise. He likes the relationships that, that Banks and Martinez um, have developed with him. He likes uh, how they have developed players and all that. Florida, um, he told me that the Florida was a dream school growing up, so I know there's a lot of disarray going on there in, in Gainesville, but I honestly, right now, I, you know, I know that they made note in the war room that you know it might be some close in feel like that might be a bother. The way I interpret it, it might not be that much of a bother. So we'll have to see. You know, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska, with the top three for Christian Harris. But things are starting to uh, to heat up a little bit in recruiting. As uh, again, the early signing day just a couple of weeks away. But this weekend again will be will be big for Tennessee to try to try to put their best foot forward with some of those guys, like we mentioned, Justin Williams and, and Joshua Josephs and, and of course, uh, you know, Tyree West. Yeah, and that's the one that I'm really watching this weekend. Can Tennessee actually make a move for Tyree West, who committed to Georgia, not committed? I, I, I can't tell. He, he had been really... committed for a long, long time. Yes, and has been showing a lot of love to Florida State. FSU is believed to be the favorite, so we'll see if Tennessee can can make a move there. That would obviously be a a, a huge huge pickup for Tennessee if they're they're able to to land him at some point. But they got to make a move on him first. So I think Joshua Josephs and, and Justin Williams 
those guys being back on campus this weekend is is a great sign. And then can Tennessee make a move with Tyree West? Though those are the recruiting storylines that I'm watching for this weekend. Someone asked us, tagged us in a uh, a thread Friday morning. Um, I don't know if it's been answered yet, but I saw it just before we started getting on here. Uh, Michael Caraway Jr.'s uh, another JUCO defensive back. Tennessee is trying to find immediate help. Okay, I mean seriously, Keontae Scott was on campus last week. Uh, someone asked ab- about Caraway Jr. committing to uh, Southern Miss just a couple of days ago. I mean, I, I, Ben, I feel like if an SEC school comes knocking and is really trying to bring him along, I don't think that that would stand in the way whatsoever. So someone was asking if that could be a hang-up. I don't see it that way. Um, we'll have to see, but certainly Tennessee looking uh, for some immediate help. But, uh, yeah, those are the big storylines. Of course, we'll have tons and tons of uh, recruiting content Sunday and Monday and all next week to kind of wrap up what's going on this weekend in recruiting. But South Alabama comes to town, the Amati Jaguars. Jake Bentley, quarterback, has beaten Tennessee three times, uh, formerly of South Carolina, formerly of Utah. A torn MCL was back at practice earlier this week in a limited fashion. But, uh, Ben, even with people I've spoken to Friday morning, I, I don't think the expectation is Jake Bentley's going to play, so it's going to be more of a dual-threat guy in Desmond Trotter. Yeah, it'll be Desmond Trotter, not to be confused with Desmond Ritter. Uh, he His game does not look anything like uh, Desmond Desmond Ritter's game. I mean, to, to me, Kane, just to be super broad, uh, this game comes down to if, if Tennessee is interested in playing football. I mean, that's what this game comes down to. And, and you look at them from a statistical standpoint offensively, and they're not very impressive scoring offense uh, is 26.4 points per game. And that's good enough for fourth in the Sun Belt, um, but 76th overall in the country. And that's with Jake Bentley at quarterback as yeah. as well, not not the backup. So uh, that's just one, you know, statistic that that really stands out. Uh, they they allow a, a lot of tackles for losses as well, which obviously bodes well in Tennessee's favor. So who has lacked that statistical category the last two weeks after being one of the after leading the nation? I, th- I think what was it after the Alabama game? I believe heading into the bye week. Yes, yes, they they were leading the nation or second in the nation uh, after the Alabama game, and then a couple teams caught up to them while Tennessee was on a bye, uh, and then they played teams that have good offensive fronts and don't allow a lot of tackles for loss and, and came back down to earth. But I, I expect them to to, to regain uh, that form, if, if you want to call it that. And we'll talk about that during our bold predictions. But th- this offense is just not very talented in, in terms of competing against an SEC team. They, they have a good receiver that could potentially yeah. make some plays. But ultimately, all three phases of the game comes down to what Tennessee shows up, how much mm. does – Tennessee show up for it's going to be cold the the stadium's not going to be that packed I mean I'm sure they'll announce 90 95,000 but 70 75,000 is what I would expect so they're going to have to bring their own energy and quite frankly Kane I expect Tennessee to show up and be ready to play the message all week from Josh Heupel has been finish the season out strong gain bowl eligibility and I don't think that this is something that you have to worry about with this Tennessee football team showing up and being ready to play hasn't been an issue all year. And I don't think it will be tonight either. Yeah, uh, that receiver you mentioned, Jalen Tolbert, 65 receptions, uh, 1,140 receiving yards, six touchdowns. 
He averages 17.5 yards per reception. Um, with Jake Bentley likely out of this football game, I mean, he is the lone playmaker on offense. He's a good player. Uh, he just got invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl. He will uh, likely look to get uh, drafted uh, come spring. But, you know, with with your quarterback out, you know, it's kind of hard. They got to find different ways to get in the football. And, um, you know, it's funny. I was talking. I lined up earlier in the week to speak with uh, Craig Stevenson. He is uh, he covers. He's the lone excuse me, he's the lone beat writer that covers South Alabama. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get him or line this up. By the time I got to him, every other publication in town had already talked to him. But uh, nonetheless, he was really, really high on Jalen Tolbert and said, hey, he, he he's a good player. But, you know, with with Bentley out, it's kind of hard for him to get as involved as as normal. So uh, we will have to see. But and I'm with you, too. Tennessee's offense is set up in a way to where I think it's you often see times, you know, teams play down to their opponent or, you know, however you want to phrase it. The way Tennessee operates, Tennessee can be off on offense, but it's not like Tennessee can just go da- go out and play down. It's it's so fast, and you don't have a lot of time to sit around and think about it and everything. It's just, it, it's a different animal, I guess, and I hope that makes sense. Um, I, I just feel like Tennessee is a team offensively built to where it's the same thing every single week. It doesn't matter who's out there. You're just going, you're going balls to the wall, and, and you're going and doing your thing, right? Now, defensively is another story. You know, you can get caught up and look in the backfield and all that type of stuff, too, which by the way, South Alabama motions a ton, and so that's something Matthew Butler spoke on earlier this week about having to keep your keys. But um, I, I'm with you, man. I just I, it, it's a game to where Tennessee should dominate. I expect it. I expect Tennessee to dominate. I heard some chatter earlier in the week, you know, from people saying, "Oh, South Alabama is a lot better than anybody's going to give them credit for." I don't buy that at all. Five and five team, one and three in the last four, hasn't won on the road in since week two. Okay, I mean, they're in my opinion, just I mean, not a good football team. I think they're a good team for for their level they're, of competition. I wouldn't even go that far. I'll say this: they are stout defensively. They're one of the they, best defenses in the Sun Belt. They are. They are, and even some of their defensive statistics stand out nationally. Like the third down defense ranks thirteenth nationally. Uh, their, their total defense ranks seventeenth nationally. I know this is a defensive specific stat, but. Uh, they're they're 28th as a team in turnover margin, uh, so they have some things that that rank well nationally. My point in saying that they're they're good for their level of football is that they've lost a lot of close football games that that could have gone either way. And I I I lived in Huntsville for a number of years, as people who follow my work are aware. And heck, if you've listened to this podcast since the the start of the season. I've mentioned that I, I went to high school in Huntsville and I've been around the the South Alabamas and the, the UABs and, and the Troys. So that's a good level of, of football. Uh, it, it's not, you know, a, a bunch of scrubs running around. So I, I think, you know, the fact that they've lost some close games, that they are better than than what their record indicates. But it's not a team that Tennessee should should be in a, a one score game in the in the fourth quarter with. That's that's for sure. I mean, go look at what Sanford did. Another state of Alabama team. Look what they did to Florida. And part of that is Florida's mess that it has going on. And I don't at all expect that to happen to Tennessee. And I don't at all think that that South Alabama is a threat to beat Tennessee or or make it a close game. But I I do think that they are a, a solid football team for their level of competition. Yeah, they uh, they do a good job of creating turnovers. They got 22 takeaways on the season, 14 uh, interceptions. Yeah, this defense, I mean, it's solid, but it, it, it hasn't, nor will it ever, at least this season, uh, see an offense uh, that operates like Tennessee. And of course, probably not as good as Tennessee. Uh, they play a lot of players defensively. It's a multiple scheme front. They swarm to the football. 
Um, their head coach is a former, I believe, Indiana defensive coordinator, as well as the defensive coordinator at South Alabama a couple of years ago. The fake Kane. Yeah, the fake Kane. There you go. Um, they play a whole lot of linebackers. They play, they're big and bulky on the outside. They play a lot of uh, <clears throat> guys in the secondary. So they rotate in guys, they keep them fresh, and and the results have been pretty good so far defensively. I just think that uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a challenge. I mean, it's gonna it is what it is. I mean, Tennessee's paying them to come here and lose, and so it's just one of those games. But we've heard some of this from the uh, from the fans this this week, and I and I agree. It's like you can't ever assume anything because Georgia State. Remember what happened there? But I that that's not gonna happen again. Knocking no. on the wood and a wood and even, right here. What's that? I'm knocking on the wood. <laughs> yeah, not not knock on the wood. I mean, I don't even think it's gonna be a a close win like Butch Jones had over South Alabama in 2013 in his first season when you needed a Brian Randolph interception in the back of the end zone to, to win that football game. So I, I don't, I don't expect this game to be close and it, it all boils down to Tennessee being ready to play come seven 30. Yep. So who will be out there for Tennessee? Um, you know, it's not like Tennessee's saving anybody for anything, right? I, uh, except for a red shirt, maybe. You got Vanderbilt next week. Then you'll have a ball game. I, I get that. But, you know, if you're healthy, you're going to play, right? So um, I, I don't think – we don't think Todd Evans is going to be healthy enough to play. Don't think Javante Payton's going to be healthy enough to play. I do believe Aaron Beasley will play. I think he's uh, gotten better as the week's gone on. Jerome Carvin left that game late against Georgia. Uh, looks like he's been banged up a little bit and limited a little bit this week. But, you know, as, as they mentioned in the war room, it looks like he's probably going to be a, a go in this football game. But other guys you expect to see, right? I mean, and not like starters are not going to lose playing time just to get other guys in, at least I don't think. I mean, if the game is in hand, then you can start, you know, looking. Or if you're in a spot to where you can start getting a look at some other guys who they've been waiting to play these last two weeks because they will redshirt guys like, a Dominic Bailey, guys like uh, a Bryson Eason. Both of those guys are going to play on the defensive line, I feel like, tomorrow and, and potentially against Vanderbilt. And those are two guys that have been getting some good reviews in practice, but they're just holding off because they've already played in a game or two, and they want to redshirt those guys. And so, you know, we'll see about that. What about, you know, Pat Garland, uh, the William Mohans, the Aaron Willis, who a couple of those guys might be redshirt candidates because they're special teams guys, so... No, we'll have to see, but I, I think you're going to start seeing some more guys, and then you know Jalen Hyatt in the slot on offense, and probably some more Ramel Keaton. Yeah, this is a game where Tennessee should play as as many youngsters as it can. I mean, don't play Aaron Willis. Aaron Willis should not play the rest of the season. He's played in four games. He he yeah. should be a guy that red shirts. He he should not play the the rest of the season. Um, but guys like you mentioned. Um, Bryson Eason, Dominic Bailey, they should play. Now, don't don't play them key snaps in the first quarter. Yeah. But when you're up by three touchdowns, which should happen, late third quarter, all of the fourth quarter is when those guys should be playing. You you want to see what those guys can can give you, uh, even older guys. It, it doesn't have to Aubrey be Solomon. freshmen either. To to Marion McDonald. No, not Aubrey Solomon. Aubrey Solomon just needs to go on and, and find his next venture in life. Well, he, he uh, but my point is he played the Tennessee Tag game. I know that was earlier in the season, but uh, like this would be the type of game to where he would get some a little bit of run. Yes, it, it would, and I'm sure that he will. But th there are many other guys on this team that that you should make an effort to get on the field 
this this weekend. Jimmy Holiday, Jimmy Callaway. We haven't seen Jimmy Callaway since the the drop against Florida, and it, and it hasn't been because of that drop. It's been because he hasn't handled his business correctly on and off the field. Um, is he out of the doghouse, and, and can he play some snaps against South Alabama? I, I don't know if the coaching staff will allow him to, but it's guys like that. Uh, Jimmy Holiday as well, like I mentioned, Walker Merrill, Anderson, Kobe. Like, you want to get those guys run this weekend to see what you have in them. So, uh, assuming the the score goes the way that it should, this should be a, a game in which Tennessee's coaching staff really makes an effort to to see what they have in some young guys. You know, it's wild because coming into the season, I thought Tennessee would play a lot of receivers. And I'm glad that they went the way that they went because you found three that you can trust, three that you can depend on, and those three have lit it up. Um, but I thought we'd see in early in the season. We did. We saw more Hyatt who Hyatt is that fourth guy and he gets quite a few snaps per game, but thought you'd see more Hyatt. Obviously thought you'd see more Jimmy Callaway. Um, Anderson Kobe is not a guy that I thought would ever be a big player in this offense, but I mean, I was watching him in camp. He had a little bit of the drop skis, but I thought he'd get a little bit more run, man. Haven't seen Anderson Kobe play hardly at all. So, you know, these next two weeks, specifically the one tonight, I think is a chance that you can see. Again, a lot of these guys, the the tight ends, you know, behind. Can you see some more Miles Campbell? Can you see some Hunter Solomon? Um, you know, the, again, this is the time. But again, Tennessee's got to take care of business from the get go. Don't let up. And I think all the players and Josh Heibel, they've all been saying the right things all week long. Is you prepare just like you would, you know, against Georgia for this game. You don't you don't take any opponent lightly. Yada yada yada. So we'll see how Tennessee comes out and, and gets started. Um, anything else on this game, man? I mean, I I know we've talked about it all week long. Um, Anything else sticking out before we get into bold predictions? No, but I'll go ahead and, and go in to my bold prediction because there is a stat that uh, I teased earlier that I do want to mention in relation to this game, and that is the tackles for loss allowed. And South Alabama allows a lot of them. They are they are not good in this department. They allow 7.1 TFLs per game, seventh in the Sun Belt, 119th in the country so my bold prediction is that once again this season Tennessee tallies double digit tackles for loss Tennessee will have at minimum 10 tackles for a loss tonight against South Alabama yeah that'd be big and again that it's what this defensive line this front seven needs because um it, it, it was so hot for so long and then like you said played against some good offensive lines the Kentuckys the Georgias and it's been slowed down here lately. So a nice game like this is, uh, you know, for, for that stat, those TFLs, I think that'd be good there. Um, I'll go to the offensive end, and I, I think Austin put this, or maybe it was Brown, I can't remember. One of those guys put this in uh, our game our game picks, uh, you know, uh, story yesterday. I, I want to see some newness. I feel like a couple of new guys score a touchdown. Whoever said it, they said Jalen Wright. I'm going to go to the receiver ranks. I'm going to say Hyatt finds the end zone again, and I will say another newbie at receiver, whether that be a Jimmy or a Walker Merrill. I think two of the quote-unquote non-regulars, and you can kind of say hi, it's a regular, but I'm going to loop him into this one. Two of the non-regulars get into the end zone tomorrow um, on offense. Uh, what was your final score prediction, Ben? Ooh, my final score was, I hate when you ask me this every week. Uh, it was 48 to 17. I was 49-13, so. Yeah, um, 48-17. I, I, I can see the, their receiver, their talented receiver, breaking loose for a touchdown in Tennessee secondary, and 
Um, I mean, I just think naturally they'll they'll find a way to to get another touchdown. I, I don't think Tennessee's defense is is dominant to, to where it's just gonna play a, a perfect football game, quite frankly. And then uh the 48 points, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I'm going a little higher than than maybe I would like, but you, you start to look at South Alabama statistically and you wonder, well, why would they be able to slow down this Tennessee offense? So that's how I got yeah. to 45. 17 or 48 17 sorry and you got to think you know Desmond Trotter might get loose a time or two on third downs or something like that so I'm with you I mean they're going to find the end zone once I said twice you know we'll see or once and then a couple field goals so um so that's that's a little bit of a teaser for tonight again Tennessee South Alabama before we call quits here Ben want to give you an opportunity and us to touch on I mean Tennessee basketball (laughs) big time game coming up this afternoon in the Hall of Fame uh, tip-off classic, of course, taking on number five, Villanova. A great measuring stick game for Tennessee, a, a game where you know Tennessee is not where it's going to be a month from now. Of course, no team is. Tennessee's rotation still a little bit too large right now, but a great measuring stick game. It gets a good team and a really, really talented player um, to see kind of kind of where you are. And uh, I think this will be a good game. I think this is a game Tennessee can win. Uh, but, man, I'm looking forward to watching this game this afternoon and, and seeing exactly – what it's got here. This is why I love these early season tournaments. You get these matchups and then you say, okay, this is what we can do well. This is what, you know, from a coach's standpoint, this is what we need to work on moving forward against some quality competition. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Tennessee performs this weekend. Purdue and North Carolina will play after Tennessee, Villanova, and depending on how the two games go, Tennessee will play one of Purdue or North Carolina on Sunday as as well. And Villanova, the number five team in the country. Purdue, the number six team in the country. North Carolina, the 18th best team in the country. So it's going to be a big test for Tennessee this weekend. And I'm really intrigued. I was going to say, can I just say, growing up at Dukey, I hope Tennessee uh, plays North Carolina and just beats the crap out of them on Sunday. So you, you grew up a uh, a Duke basketball fan and not a Tennessee basketball fan? I grew up a Duke. This is totally kidding, by the way. I grew up a Duke basketball fan, a uh, Kentucky. Well, no, I can't. Those are two. <laughs> a Yankees baseball fan, a late. Nah, I, uh, yeah, I've got. Yeah, I got funny s- with the Yankees, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's that's you. I'm describing you. How, no, uh, how, how, how many years have you lived in Georgia? None. Oh, interesting. Since you're a Braves fan, yet I'm a well, Yankees fan and lived four years in New York. It's funny how that works out, right? Considering the Braves are the team of the South. I mean, it's called Braves country for a reason. Nonetheless, I have serious ties to to, to the Durham area. I mean, I I was there all the time growing up. But anyway. So, you, uh, so you're an Alabama fan, a, a Duke basketball fan, uh, a Texas baseball fan. Yeah. Or, or Vanderbilt baseball fan, I should say. To give me give me a good uh, Premier League soccer team, and I'll say I'm a, I'm a fan of that as well. Chelsea. Chelsea. Big, big Chelsea guy as well. Nah, I just, I hope Tennessee obviously beats Villanova, but I hope Tennessee just beats the crap out of North Carolina. That'd be, that'd be great. Uh, but go continue. Didn't mean to disrupt you there with some nonsense. It's all good. I, I forgive you, but I, I'm really intrigued about this basketball team because I, I do think, I don't think we know a ton about this basketball team, which, which sounds weird because like John Fulkerson's back and there's a bunch of other familiar names, but John Fulkerson had an all-season full of injuries, and he's only played in one game, and he looked fine, but how does he look against Villanova, Purdue, North Carolina? Kennedy Chandler is amazing. This is his first big test in college basketball. How does he look? Olivier Camois has really showed signs of progression, development, 
but he hasn't played Villanova to, to kind of show off just how far he has come. That, that's Thiago what I'm looking for. Yes. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's like that all, all down the line. Santiago, Josiah, Victor, those guys all look better than they did last season, but will it translate to this big game? How does Justin Powell play in this game? How does Zakai Ziegler fare in this game? So uh, there's a lot of question marks. Tennessee is certainly capable of winning this afternoon. But I'm just really interested to see how this team that looked good in the first two games of the year against Martin, against ETSU, how do they look against Villanova, North Carolina, Purdue? I think it'll be very telling. And how does Rick Barnes manage the minutes? How does Rick Barnes manage the who's on the floor at certain points in the game? I mean, there's a lot of fl- – I mean, Ben, you know as well as anybody, there's so much flexibility with this lineup. You can go small with – you know, Josiah at the four, like you've seen many, many, many times. You can go big with putting a lot of those guys out there. You can go, uh, you know, shooter friendly. You can go, you can put four, I don't want to say true point guards, but you can put four point guards, point guards on the court at the same time. I mean, there's so much flexibility with this lineup and, you know, who, which five is out there. I'm just, you know, in a game like this, again, against a quality opponent that went to the Sweet 16 last year, that's, you know, got a preseason All American and Colin Gillespie, a fifth year guy, mind you, uh, taking advantage of that COVID year. And, uh, you know, against a team that's picked to, to, to win the Big East again. Um, these are some of the things I'm going to be looking for tomorrow. So will we have every answer or every answer to these questions? Absolutely not. But that's the reason you played these type of games. I'm uh, I'm intrigued to see how Tennessee went, how Tennessee plays. And what is it? I think at the time of this recording, I want to say the line's two and a half, two and a half Villanova. I haven't seen. You okay. would know better than me. Okay. So uh, Villanova, a slight favorite, but uh, nonetheless. So. You know, that's what's coming up this weekend. Of course, as you mentioned, there'll be hoops on Sunday as well. Tons of recruiting coverage. And most importantly, the Jaguars, Tennessee and South Alabama tonight uh, at Neyland Stadium. Final thoughts on this weekend, everything you got going on and anything else, Ben? No, you got nothing. My uh, my AirPods disconnected and connected to my phone when I tried to look up the line. That's a beautiful thing about a podcast. I can either leave this in or I can edit it out. You know, who knows what I say, I say you leave it in. I say you leave <laughs> it in. Just uh, what'd you ask me? Anything final closing remarks on all that's going on? It's, it's kind of a busy weekend here for Tennessee athletics. Any closing closing remarks? No, not, nothing really to add. Just uh, should be a fun day, a, a dual game day. You get two Tennessee games in in one day. I'm I'm glad the South Alabama game is at 7.30, so we can have our fair share of time devoted to, to basketball and, and should be a, a really fun test, and it'll be fun to see Tennessee play two games in, in two days as well, come back and play a, a good Purdue team, a, a North Carolina team that struggled with some underwhelming opponents, so curious to see how they play this weekend as, as well, um, but just a, a really fun weekend. To me, this is, this is my favorite part of the year when when you have the sports overlapping this and in the spring like when basketball's ending and, and baseball is is starting or beginning of the fall when baseball is ending and football the old, is starting the old crossover season is what you're yes, saying I, yes I, I love crossover season i'm i'm a big sports nut as as people know so uh should be a fun day and tennessee football obviously gonna become bowl eligible and and that is a, a huge huge accomplishment considering where this team was over the offseason Yep, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So Tennessee looks to pick up win number six tonight over South Alabama. We will have you covered with the game thread. Of course, you know, four takeaways, uh, remarks from Josh Heupel and players and 
all of our comments, two-minute drill, post-game pod, all that type of stuff, recruiting content all day tomorrow at VolQuest.com. Game Quest, South Alabama edition. It is brought to you by Smoky Mountain Organics, East Tennessee's most trusted health and wellness store focusing on natural products and organic remedies to a variety of ailments. Visit one of the four locations in Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, and the newest location. It's right here in Knoxville, 8018, across the street from the Trader Joe's on Kingston Pike. Smoky Mountain Organics features the best brands in CBD products, bath and body care items, organic teas, and have the largest selection of plant therapy essential oils in Tennessee, plus many more items. And if you go to the any of the in-store locations and you mention VolQuest, they're going to give you 15% off your total purchase price. Just mention VolQuest. Enjoy game day, everybody, and we will talk to you throughout the rest of the nights. This has been GameQuest, your South Alabama edition. You've been listening to GameQuest, a VolQuest pregame podcast with Ben McKee and Eric King. Stay dialed in to VolQuest.com for complete game day coverage. This has been GameQuest, a VolQuest production.